Hello, everybody. You can support Luke's English Podcast in several ways. That's several, not seven. Um, no, it's not. You can support Luke's English Podcast in seven ways. No, several ways. One of them is that you can just send a donation and uh, you'll find donate buttons on my website. And uh, Christmas is just around the corner. <coughs> uh, the other way that you could uh, support Luke's English Podcast is to download an audiobook from audible.com. And if you just use this uh, URL, then uh, that's the best way to do it. Uh, teacherluke.co.uk forward slash audible. Uh, go there and you can download a free audiobook. Okay, now let's get started with this new episode. And by the way, uh, there may be a little bit of swearing in this one. So if you've got sensitive ears and you don't like rude language, then uh, watch out because there might be a few little swear words in this episode. All right, now let's get started. And here we go. Start the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. I hope that you're well and fine and in good health and in good spirits and all that kind of thing as you listen to this episode. Um, Christmas is just around the corner. That's interesting. Um, I wonder what you'll, you'll all be doing uh, you probably will be doing various things. Some of In some countries, you probably don't even celebrate Christmas, so it's no big deal. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to sort of finding out what you do at Christmas. I might do some sort of Christmas episode, as I usually do around this time of year. There's usually something uh, Christmassy that turns up on Luke's English podcast. Um, and so that's that. That might be on the, on the way soon. What else? Um, so this episode is called uh, The Rematch Part 2. And this is um, the second part of... Uh, this double episode in which you are listening to me play a game with my friends Amber and Paul. We're playing the lying game again. Remember that one? We did that a few episodes ago and it proved to be quite a popular one. So we thought we'd play it again. Plus, uh, it was necessary to have a rematch because um, after some sort of controversy about me cheating um, rocked Luke's English podcast, we decided to sit down again and have another go at the lying game. And in the first part of this episode, you heard uh, me and Paul tell our stories. Um, I explained, what did I talk about? How I hit a teacher uh, when I was a kid at school. Uh, and uh, that one turned out amazingly enough to be true. And then uh, Paul told a story. Um, what did he t He told a story about a car crash, um, which um, I thought was... Uh, was true, but it, in fact it was a lie. So at the end of part one, Paul Taylor was in the lead with two points. Um, and so is Paul going to win this game finally? Is this going to be the one that Paul actually wins? Because Paul, unfortunately, always kind of comes out, um, you know, on the wrong side of these games. He's always a little bit unlucky. And he, he never has won one, I think. We've done a few different um, sort of competitive games on this podcast before, but none of them so far have been won by Paul Taylor. So let's see what happens in this episode. Um, please do listen all the way to the end of this one because then you will find out the details of a new version of the Lion Game that we plan to play next time. And that is um, that is one in, that involves your interaction. So we're going to play a sort of interactive version of the Lion Game with you, the listeners of Luke's English Podcast. So listen to the end of this episode to find out all the details of that. Um, okay. Right, I think that's it. I think that's probably all I need to say. So, here we go. Let's continue the conversation with Amber and Paul. And now it's Amber's turn. And you're going to hear Amber talking about some strange situations involving a recurring dream that she has. So, slightly strange uh, moment here where she talks about these weird recurring dreams. Uh, is it true or is it a lie? Uh, what do you think? Okay, now let's carry on. And here we go. Amber and Paul. 
Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers will be my choice. Yeah. So, Amber now, it's your turn. I hesitated to find, I couldn't find a story. I was looking and um, and then I had one in the back of my mind. And then that tooth story made me want to share this one. Okay. 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 So, uh, I have have a reoccurring dream Mm. about fish. Okay. Now, we know what a reoccurring dream is, don't we, listeners? I'm talking to my listeners at this point. What's a reoccurring dream? A dream that you have again and again. Yeah. All right, you have a reoccurring dream about fish. About fish. A nightmare, oh, a reoccurring oh, nightmare. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Okay. Great. I like, ni- I like nightmare stories. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, tell us about it. What's the... Uh, what, uh, yeah. what, what happens in this dream then? Fish. I like... I, I have to save the fish. What? I have to save <laughs> the fish. Where the f- are you? And uh, in I'm dream? in all different places and for some reason this fish is in peril it's one fish it can be many it can be many but like fish or 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 fish because as the plural and singular are the same Same are in peril i must uh somehow save them and often the theme is they've not got enough water or somehow their water is polluted or i've got some sort of time frame you know like and and there might you got be something, 48 hours to save the fish. I know. And then there might be something really horrific going on around it. But for some reason, the fish is more horrible. So once I dreamt, I used to work in Sainsbury's and I dreamt I went into the office and my manager had hung himself. Whoa. And I, I, but I, I went into the office because I had this little fish in my hand and the water was going through my fingers and I was trying to find a cup to put it in. And I was like, oh... I don't know what's worse, but I mean, somehow the fish was wow. worse and I had to try and find <laughs> a cup. To, I had to save the fish, even though like around me there was other horrible... What kind of fish or, was it? It was a goldfish. Goldfish. Is it always a goldfish in the, in the dreams? It's not always a goldfish. No. Okay, so, all right, that's one of the dreams. You were working in Sainsbury's. You went into the office. I thought you were going to say that a fish was going to get fired. <laughs> but like, no, don't fire. He's a good fish. He's a good worker. Hung himself. He's a good... Sure, he doesn't have hands. He can't do any shelf stacking, but he's a good fish. <laughs> no. uh, but in fact, your manager had hung himself and you had a fish in your hand and you were like, oh God, the moral compl- complexity of the situation. Should I, <laughs> should I save my boss who I don't like or should I try and find... I think it was too late for my boss. Right, but time was running out for this okay. fish. Wow, what a weird, what a what a bizarre glimpse into the mind of Amber Minogue. Who, you know, <laughs> bosses in Sainsbury's hanging themselves with goldfish in the hand. Uh, tell us one other dream that you've had then involving a fish like this. Okay, um, so another dream. It was more abstract. I was at a party, and this party is in this really big house. And I went upstairs, and upstairs there was this little sort of. Um, like like a pond, but like inside, you know how some posh... An indoor pond. Like a little indoor pond. Like a Japanese garden type thing. Yeah, something like that. And on the bottom of the pond was this mosaic of a cat. Right. And in the pond <laughs> were these little fish, but the cat's claws were like these very thin sheets of glass. And the fish couldn't see them, but if they swam through it, they'd cut themselves to ribbons. And I needed to take the fish out of the pond, but I didn't have anywhere else to put mm. them. Mm. So I, I what's got what's this got to do with the tooth 
story. Well, teeth falling out are often a reoccurring nightmare. I've oh, had that nightmare many out, times. You know, right. cr- your teeth crumbling and it's yeah, yeah, horrible. Yeah. And yeah. it made me re- oh. reminded me of Apparently that. Apparently that means you're going to be rich. That's what I heard. Well, it's a fear of aging. It's a fear of this and that. It's all different. You know, it depends what you look at. So Paul's story about the, the, the comedian uh, whose tooth fell out on stage just made you think of the fact that we often have dreams about our teeth falling out. And so you then thought, I know, I'll talk about my recurring dream about my fish. Recurring nightmare. My recurring di- Distressed fish uh, nightmare. Exactly. So this is you were in a house party. You went upstairs. There was a weird pond in one of the rooms with a, a, a mural of a cat on the bottom, yeah. and the cat had claws that were like these invisible glass claws going into the the pond. And mm. the fish were swimming around, and they didn't realise that if they went between the claws, they'd get cut into pieces. Yeah. And you were like, I really need to save these fish, but I don't know where to put them. Okay. Yeah. Did, was there a conclusion to this dream? There never is. How do okay. you wake up? Uh, feeling awful. No, but like, is it a specific point? It's not the kind of dream where you just, you know, uh, you sort of. It's not a specific point in the dream where you wake up. No. You know, like normally, if you have a reoccurring dream, usually if I have a reoccurring dream about my teeth falling out, it's at the point where like I've got no more teeth, and it's, yeah. that's when I always wake up. Yes. Um, hmm. Okay, so, so I I need you to tell me a third one because okay. if this is a reoccurring dream, I imagine there's a few different scenarios. There's loads. So, what's the third one then, if you will? So. Um, because these are the ones that have sort of stayed with me most because it happens quite often there's like a general theme is often I'm trying to save the fish and often it's that sense of um, drowning but in that reverse way like you can't breathe you know the fish has got less and less water and there's something sort of horrible about the way fish like flap around when they can't breathe anymore they need this water and I find that really distressing so that's often the sort of theme of the dream trying to save these fish and you know, their water's sort of horrible, whatever. But one of the dreams that stayed with me, which is really unlike that, but was still a sort of reoccurring fish dream, was I went into this, this I was already living in Paris, I went into this bar, and this bar had this uh, really nice wooden wooden bar, and behind the bar there was all the uh, bottles, you know, like the vodka and gin and all that kind of stuff. But in each bottle, there was a fish. (laughs) (laughs) And every time someone got a drink... You know, the had less water, <laughs> less and less water, and it was this like horrible. So, wait a minute, you're you're uh, wait, wait a minute, you had a fish that was dying because it didn't have enough water, and then there were like there was a bar with no, in the bar behind the bar in all the bottles, okay, there were fish in the bottles, there were fish in the bottles, yes. So, then every time someone got a drink, they yeah. take away the liquid, and so the fish were dying, they were flapping around, dying inside the empty bottles, yes. Although, but some of, some of them had fish in them, but some of them like. Like every time they took a drink, they actually seemed to like take a slice of the fish. Like some of the fish were actually not. Okay. It was very weird. Okay. Mm. All right. Wow. Wow. Uh, and and what do you think this means? Have you have you considered what this might represent in your life? The the fish in distress situation. Uh, yeah, I think the. I mean, I think the reason it's fish. There's various reasons. Like you know, I saw some fish when I was younger in distress mm-hmm. and it, uh, maybe it marked me more than do, I do you remember seeing fish in distress I do remember seeing fish in distress ah, when? I was, what was the situation uh, I was little as in South Africa it gets really hot you know and there's no water mm. um, there was a drought and so there was this pond near where we lived or a lake it seemed very big to me but it's probably there was quite a cat small. in the bottom of this pond there's no cat <laughs> in the bottom and they were moving like the authorities or something they were emptying the pond and all these fish but they were just so many fish compared to how much water it was right. it sort of looked horrible and I did have a goldfish which died uh. I don't know if that okay, so several slightly traumatic events Tra- involving fish. fish and I think the, the meaning is just is obviously this sort of sense of 
um, anxiety. You know, yeah. it's just an anxiety dream. What was that? What was the uh, the South Africa experience like for you? Did you have a nice holiday? I was living there. You were That's living there. How long? Did, oh, you were born there. Mm. How long did you live there? Till I was seven. And how? What about your memories of your time in South Africa? <laughs> Very traumatic. <laughs> no, they were very nice. We had a good time. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm just wondering why you associate that experience with some something traumatic. Just the fish, I suppose, is yeah. enough. Just, I mean, the apartheid was fine, but the fish. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that maybe you associated the, the the fish in the pond with some bigger trauma, and sometimes that's you know you attach something other trauma in your life to a specific experience, and then you carry it with you as you go forward. Mm. But no, it was just the fish. Just fish. I okay. think I just felt for fish. Right. What's your feeling, Luke? <sighs> you know me. I'm just, I just say everything's true because I just believe everybody. Um, and I'm, that's how I feel about this one again. I, I'm st- I still think this is true. Although I, yeah, no, I, I, before she talked about that, that uh, 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 Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Yeah. And my in- instinct was that it was a lie. Yeah. But then I told, uh, I said that it was true. Um, I, but here, my instinct is telling me that this is a, this is true because I feel like those dreams are are, are really realistic dreams. I mean, well, you know, it's not only that; they're just very detailed. Yeah, and but, I think with the Rockahori, the Rockahori, <laughs> yeah, that thing, uh, the details you have, you were a bit more reluctant to give the details about uh, those things. The, the Rocky Horror thing. Yeah, so we had to get the details out a bit right. more like, oh, tell us what was the theatre like? You know, whereas this one, we didn't even have to speak throughout the entire... She just gave the details yeah. of her dreams. Yeah, yeah. Which is very... For me, it like... It, and the fact that you would have come up with all of those details in the last t- 20 minutes of this podcast while I talked about the girl losing her teeth makes me feel like it could be true. And, I mean... I like dreams and I like to remember my dreams and I write them down and things like that. I like to talk to people about dreams and things. Um, and so I, I think I know what the world of dreams is like and the way it's so random and, and weird. And those descriptions seem to me like real dream descriptions. Now, admittedly, you're very clever, so you may be able to just recreate the atmosphere of a dream in, in a story. So mm. maybe that's what you're doing. But I just feel like that... I think that we are predisposed when we tell a story or make up a story to imprint our conscious storytelling sort of uh, method on it. So it's so a real dream doesn't have the same characteristics as a made-up story. I think it's weird enough and uh, realistic enough for it to be true. I'm saying it's true. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute, Paul. You realise that uh, if Amber wins this round, if she gets, if we both get it wrong, she gets three points and she wins. Yeah this tournament if she if one of us gets it wrong uh that and 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 well basically if you get it wrong uh she wins if i get it wrong and you get it if if you get it right <laughs> wait if you get it right then it's a draw between the two i've thought about it luke i've yeah. thought about all right, it all right all right i ha- i i it, tactically i'm going with it's a lie yeah because Why? because that's uh, i'll tell you about it in a second okay you've got a mm. you've got a, a tactic it's all here tactics, okay, okay. So true for me, lie for him. Okay. No, but of course it's true. Of course Yay! it's true. Uh, who makes that up? It's crazy. Uh, I, I should have tried to fool you and made it, made it sound oh, more like no. a lie, but I didn't. So what was this plan that you had, Paul? It's <laughs> <laughs> foiled. Doesn't matter. I've lost. Thanks very much. Uh, right. Oh. Good evening. Uh, thanks very much. Paul Taylor's lost again. <laughs> well, your plan was that if you got it, you had to, to choose a different thing, to, thing you. to me. Yeah. In a bid to just beat me outright, and not, not go beat to you, but beat her. But now you've just got two points, right? No, 
No, I've just got one. Oh, okay. You know, so my tactic did work then. Oh, okay. I've got one point. Luke's because got it meant uh, the only way that you, the, the only way of me getting you not to win this round. <laughs> I like that. That's your aim. because you could have won the round. Because if we'd have both said, if we'd have both got it wrong, then you would have won. got two points. You would have got two points, and then you would have won the competition. So I was like, I have oh. to, I have to say the opposite thing to Luke so that she can't get two points. It's really smart move. Yeah. I'd have got no points. You, you if made you'd gone sure with your that she didn't get two points basically by making sure that exactly. That's it, really. I sacrificed. But you'd have I, got your points. You'd have got two. I could have. And but Luke I, I, I could have taken the risk. Two. And I could have taken the risk. And so we'd have been back down to an even Stevens no, I'd have match won. off. I'd have no, won because you'd have got. Oh yeah, because you got. You'd have got three. Yes. Yeah, I'd have got three total. So if he. So now we're still in a match with you and Luke. We are now. Even Stevens again. again. Is it me and you? Even He's, Stevens. No, no, you've got two points. Oh. Because you I? won the last round. You got two points in the last round. I got one point from the oh, yeah. first round. So basically, it's it's two, two, two. Two, two, oh, two, 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 two. Yes, two. it's two, what? two, two. So we're, we're at, uh, uh, at uh, level pegging again. Um, so what we outrageous. did last time is we did a very quick timed round. Oh, yeah. Now, do you have like a very quick story that you could do in three minutes? I uh, yeah yep. I I thought me too. Can you get the can you get the clock ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Wait, then. it's three minutes. Okay, yes, it's, but it's a three minutes for the people to ask. We say a sentence, and then the people have three minutes to ask questions. Yeah, let's try and keep it to three minutes. Okay. If it goes over a little bit, that's all right. But let's try and stick to three minutes. So are you going to do a countdown? Yep. Okay, so I'll go first. All right. Okay. I'll go first. So when you once you give us the statement, I will hit the. Okay. The, the so question. are you ready, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Here's my here's my thing. So I have a big scar. On my knee, on my left knee. I have a big scar on my left knee. Now, I, I think that you haven't seen me in shorts very often. I don't know if you I've remember, but I do. I've never seen you in shorts. I have a big scar on All my right. left knee. Are you ready, Amber? Yeah, okay. What are you, what are you looking up? Uh, I'm just looking up something. She's just checking something. I'm just checking my story. Uh, okay. okay, carry well, on. Right. No, carry on. All right, three minutes ago. Uh, how did you get the scar? Uh, I was uh, playing football in someone's garden, and I was the goalkeeper, and I dived to catch the ball and I landed on my knee and there must have been something in the ground like for example a piece of glass or a, 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 medi a medieval sword and it cut my knee how old were you? I was about 15 15? how big Did is the scar? scar is pretty big it's uh, in, in total length it's probably about that big which is maybe 2 inches maybe 10 centimetres long okay. it's curved did, though did you um, cry? uh uh uh, yes, I did. Who bandaged you up? Hospital did. The entire hospital. No, just... Uh, you went to the but you first went, went to in to, who, to the mum? Uh, I was in the garden and my dad was there at the time. Uh, so a couple of parents were there and they kind of came to me and, and picked me up and took me to my dad's car and then he drove me to a hospital. Oh, because so I knew straight away it was stitches. Oh, yeah. Did they it clean was it? Did they try and clean it up before? Um... I don't think they did. I think that we just went straight to hospital because it was bad stitches, enough. How many stitches do you know? I got loads. I, I got something in the region of about 30 Do stitches, maybe male more. Male nurse, female nurse? I actually, oh, it was a male doctor. It was a male doctor who put the stitches in. I don't remember. How long did it take to, like, how long did you have to have the stitches for before they got taken out? Oh, the, the stitches were in for a long time. They were, they were in there a couple of months. Yeah. And they and it and in fact, the cut went uh, got infected, mm. so I had to take uh, 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 penicillin to to remove the infection, and it, it went on for quite a long time. I had a big bandage around my leg, and I had crutches and stuff like that. Did you feel cool? Um, I felt cool afterwards when I had the scar, but while I had the injury, no, I just felt 
irritated because I was hobbling around on crutches. Um, yeah. What did you ever find out what it was? No, I never found out what it was that was in the ground. And I remember when I did it, as soon as I'd done it, I was searching in the ground to try and find whatever it was that had cut my knee so badly, and I, I couldn't find it. So um, the the thing is about the knee cut, right, is that, you know, sometimes when you're playing football, you dive on the ground and you land on your knee and it hurts a bit. Mm-hmm. And you think, ow. Mm. This one, like, really hurt. And I I looked at my leg and my trousers, my tracksuit trousers were were ripped and I was like, hello. So I pulled up my trouser leg. And then as soon as I saw it, apparently I went white. People around in the garden said that I just went white. All the color went out of my skin. Because what I saw on my knee is that whatever it is, whatever it was, had cut into my knee and come out again. And so there was a there was like a, a triangle like this that had been pushed oh, under. Oh, gross. And I looked and I could see the, the cut flesh. And then there was my kneecap. Did you bleed in your dad's car? Yes, I bled a lot all over the place. How did they get that out? Uh, or didn't they? They, I had lots of tissues around it, and I managed to, I, I managed to stop okay, the blood. Okay, time, flow. gentlemen, time. Amber, true. Why do you say it's true? I'm just not sure you can lie. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first story? I've forgotten the first They're story. All, well, the one he's just done. The, no, the first one. All of my stories. No, the, I mean the first one from today. The first one from today was I hit a hit teacher. teacher. Oh yeah, that was All true. All of my yeah. stories so far have been true. Yeah, and that's why it'd be nice if this was a lie, but I've got a feeling it's true. True, I'm going to go with true. Maybe you're uh, trying to fox us by making it, you know, oh lie, true, lie, true. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a lie. Go for it, lie. <laughs> it's true, of course. <laughs> of course it's true, he can't lie. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to lie and, I, and I'll trick you. But oh God, um, No, you'll lie and it'll be so obvious we'll know why. you I don't want to play this game. I don't know, anymore. you know, I can lie, you know, I can. Sure, I, can. I know you can, yeah. but I mean... Um, so, Paul's like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> uh, okay then. Because then I'm going to, I'm still going to end up, I was winning this for a while and now I'm... Paul, it doesn't, it's just a game. Okay, so I get one point. Just it's not just points. a game. Nothing is just a game. Amber gets one it, point. Paul. Okay, come on, Paul. Come on. Your turn. Are you gonna, ready to start the All clock? Right. My, uh, <clears throat> yes. So my statement is, um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> it's funny you talk about scars. Uh, so I've got a scar on my right eye, like just above here somewhere. Uh, yeah. Or it might be yep. my left eye. I confirm. Really? It's like very a small. One. All right, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is from when I stabbed myself with a kitchen knife. You stabbed yourself with a kitchen knife. Start the clock. Okay. Okay, how old were you? I think I was about five. Why did you stab yourself? Was there a reason? Five year olds need no reason. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I was a big fan of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, uh-huh. serious. Yeah. Favorite Ninja Turtle? My favorite Ninja Turtle was Leonardo. The leader. The leader of the pack. What color was his bandana? He is blue. I have no idea. That's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And why did you like Leonardo? Because uh, he was cool. He was like, you know, he was the leader of the pack. I was. Oh, he was a mutant in a half shell. A, a turtle a, power. A hero in a half shell. <laughs> Her- Heroes in a half shell. And uh, what weapons did Leonardo have? He had uh, a big knife. Two, two, two knives. Two, maybe two. Well, yeah, yeah, two sort of like samurai swords. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Two. Is that why you stabbed yourself in the face? Yes. Because you were pretending to be Leonardo. Yes. Can you? Can you tell us exactly how it happened? Yeah, I was um, I was in my house 
and I think my parents, it was quite a big house. It was in, uh, in Evian, uh, where they make the water. Right. So I was, uh, uh, I was in France and uh, I went to the kitchen. Uh, my parents were, I don't know, in the house doing something, I don't know. And uh, I managed smoking. to... Smoking. Uh, probably. Most definitely smoking. And I managed to grab, find the kitchen knives, like the massive, you know, the... the like Chopping the, knives. The chopping knives. Chef's knives. Yeah. And I got two of them because Leonardo has two of them. Right. And... Uh, oh, you didn't know that five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sharp. Uh, and so... He I, didn't. I, go on, go on, Paul, knife. go on. I, uh, so I had two knives and I was going around the house pretending to be Leonardo like... Well, your mum was... Just I don't know where my parents where were. Where were they? I, they were in the house. They were away house. smoking. It was a big house. Okay. No, because I mean, like, you go. Like, it was he, a big house. He would play with knives, but they're too high for him. At five, he couldn't. Five? Shut up. Five, you can reach the counters. Maybe not everyone's dwarves. Go on, carry yeah. on. <laughs> Yours is only two. Yeah, but at five, I couldn't. Yeah, I, but he could reach. I could, he could open. It I doesn't couldn't matter. Have, anyway. Anyway. Go on. We haven't got time. Uh, so I was, I was, I had the two knives. I thought I was Leonardo. I was cool. And uh, I was uh, I was actually on the floor in the bedroom uh, by this stage. You'd taken so, them all the way into the bedroom. Yeah, my parents weren't having sex. Did you need stitches? Clearly, did I need stitches? I think I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, I was under the bed because uh, they're in. Uh, they live in the sewers. Right. The 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 turtles. They do. They live in the sewers. Not your parents. And so I was pretending to crawl under the bed like the sewers, and I was crawling like this with the knives pointed up in my hand, <laughs> right. like being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like splintering a thing. And at one stage, I. I just, I went like that <laughs> and right. stabbed my eye, like as I was crawling yeah. on my stomach. Yeah. Uh, and it went, and then blood everywhere. Had, um, so uh, I've got one more question. Hadn't anyone said to you, you'll take, you'll take someone's eye out with that? No one had actually mentioned that to probably, you. Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, Paul's parents are negligent. Uh, we've learned that with previous stories. Yes. I'm going to say, well, yeah, they let you burn oh, yeah, it's shit true, yeah. down. I'm going to say it's true. They're the kind of parents that would let their five-year-old play with knives. Okay. You need to say false. I, yeah, I'm going to say it's false because of false. that detail. Of so, the two knives. So I think this, yeah, is the is, hole in the, this is the hole in your story that uh, just a moment before I asked you about Leonardo <laughs> and his weapons. And he only and, and knew there you, was one you knife. You said he had one knife, but then... Then you started telling the story and you had two knives because Leonardo had two knives, but you didn't know that. So I think that reason alone is enough. For the, I think it's a great story. And the, the moment where you stabbed yourself in the eye because you were under the bed is quite believable. But yeah. I think because of that little detail, it's a lie. There isn't something else which kind of makes it seem like a lie. Do you remember anything from when you were five? Like your motivation? Um, like why you would be mm, under the bed? Mm. I I almost can't remember five at all, let alone... If something significant like I stabbed myself I in the an- eye had happened, I think I would have remembered a story because you end up repeating that moment again and you tell people about the scar. Yeah. And so you sort of build up a story of the scar, even though, you know, it, pick any five other... Five is very young. Pick, pick any other day when you were five, you won't remember it, but you'll remember the story rather than remembering the event. Yeah, but that motivation know? of being like in the sewer. I think he was just, that's think, just the story. It's not necessarily... I'm going to go with true because I think it's tactically more interesting, but like there are holes in the story, but his parents are negligent. So okay. I'm, I want to, I want it to be true. Final answers. True. Lie. It's true. No! Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man i love that it's true oh it's so true that's exactly what i was doing i like an idiot uh yeah i thought i was leonardo <laughs> i didn't know he had two knives but that just I, it, it, it was i was quite happy when i just said he had a knife uh, anyway yeah so i was crawling under the bed and because that's what you do <laughs> and yeah, i just went well, yeah. onto the eye pissing with blood my mum nearly had a heart attack I don't even think my dad was at the house. I think he was working. I don't know what she was doing, if I'm honest. Very telling. It's hard. It's your dad's fault. Yeah. Just blame your dad. Basically. I could have been blind, but um, I wasn't. Okay. okay. All right, then. So, Amber, it's down to you. Now, the scores at this point oh, are that I have three, Paul has three, Amber, you've got four. Oh. Ooh. So, it's looking good. So, again, Paul, we have to team up to, to beat I feel her. there's a real resentment here towards me. Paul, yeah, basically, his whole raison d'etre <laughs> is just like, I just, I don't care if I lose. I just don't want Amber to win. Like, is it competitiveness or is it just like, he doesn't like You know me. why? It's because I'm jealous that everyone thinks you've got a nice accent. That's yeah, it. Everyone thinks Every- you're hilariously funny, uh, <laughs> which is your chosen career it is. which is good and your chosen career well you do voiceovers for a living so I guess it kind of makes give sense. it to me just give it to me he Paul. wants it all Amber he wants both I want people to like my voice he wants just to- so, I'm just jealous of people like oh, Amber's voice is so beautiful oh, Amber Amber I want to have sex with your voice <laughs> well I also I also do lose. stand up and they no one thinks I'm funny you know and, and that's you know Oh my goodness! Oh. All right then, you two. Okay, okay, I've got. So, we're Amber, like, it's we're your like turn. we're like brother and sister. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like bringing you in line like the kids. All right, kids. I don't, right, you don't need to tell a story. I'm going to say it's true. You're going to say it's false, and then we're going to. I know, I know. It's true. We mustn't play tactically because otherwise uh, it's pointless. Why tell the stories? Oh, okay. I could have won it a while ago. I could have it's just because I knew yours was true. I was I like, know. it's too good to it not be. Too, and you and you were so right. How could I have thought of it? Come up with that. Never have thought of it. All right. Okay. I gave it to you on a plate. Uh, okay, then. My story. Um, I applied to be a lap dancer in Pigalle. You, well, <laughs> start the oh, clock. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, start that clock. You applied to be a lap dancer in Pigalle. Uh-huh. Okay, I think everyone listening to this knows what a lap dancer is. We haven't is. got time to describe what it is. Well, Pigalle uh, is a place in Paris. It doesn't matter. Paris. No, what, <laughs> We, we've lost 10 seconds, Luke. It's, we're not the only ones involved in this. They're not like... asking questions, all right? All right. Uh, why? P- Pigalle is a place. <laughs> Pigalle, the red light district in Paris. Thank you. Why uh, research? For what? Well, I was always interested in the dark side of Paris. Could you not have just read a book about it? Uh, yeah, of course I could, but I just thought it'd be interesting. I wanted to know what went on behind the closed doors. And this like world had uh, fascinated me, and I thought I might turn it into some theatre art. Ah. Interesting that the last lie that you told uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast was uh, when you applied to be another kind of performer. Yeah. <laughs> Is this just another fantasy? Well, I mean, I did I did go to drama school and as you see, I'm not making a living from <laughs> acting. So I do obviously have a fantasy about that. Tell me about the application process. Uh, popped in to uh, the one, you know, there's the one on the big roundabout just next to your house, Luke, round mm-hmm. up the road. Yeah. Asked you walked, them if in. They walked What in. time of day? It was afternoon. It was sunshine. Okay. It wasn't at what, night. What, like during the week, during the weekend? I can't remember. Week. Were th- okay. Were there people in there? Um, like, is it open or is it like a kind of closed? Are, are lap dancing bars open that early? They are open in the daytime. Okay. Stuff like that is open in the daytime. I went in. I didn't see any moves. Okay. No one seemed to be doing any moves. So what did you say? I asked them if they needed any people. Yeah. And, and they said? They said, uh, yes. Yeah. And um, asked me some details. Mm-hmm. Like what? 
did I dance and stuff like that? And then told me about the the <laughs> rules. Do you have a lap? Do you have a lap? <laughs> did Can they you a- sit on laps? Did they ask to see your boobs? No, they didn't ask to see my boobs or ask me to dance or anything like that. And, and what, I thought what they was, would. What was the immediate response? Was it like, um, thank you, but you're not what we're looking for? Or was it, uh, okay, we can see already without with your clothes on that you're perfect for the role? That's what they seem to be saying. Really? That you yeah. were good for the role? They were like, yeah. They were like, so then what happened? Did you, what, was the first, what was the next step? They gave me, I spoke to, uh, it was a woman. I spoke to a woman. She uh, didn't ask me to do any of these things. I was kind of surprised, but relieved because I kind of didn't really want to do them. She told me about the process. The most important thing, it would seem, is that you uh, get people to spend money. Right. And that's all they care about. Okay. So uh, what, so, uh, what, so the process, uh, so after you walked in and they were like, yeah, cool, here's the next step. She gave me her telephone number and told me to be in touch. And did you get in touch? No. Mm. Okay. Um, and did you act? You didn't get in touch. So yeah. after being offered the job, which you'd applied for, yeah. for research purposes, <laughs> in the end, you went, oh, no, actually, no, I don't want to be a lap dancer. <laughs> yes. Okay. What was the thing you were researching? Uh, for theatre. In what way? Sorry, your time know, is up. I need to know this. What You were researching a role as a lap dancer, were you? Yeah. And so in this performance, in the theatre performance, you had to do some lap dancing? Potentially. Did you do the theatre performance? Uh, it, it didn't turn it didn't, out It didn't that happen. Way. So no. none of this happened. Okay, no, I've none decided. of it happened. <laughs> I've, I know what, I know. Here's I know. the thing, what are the scores? Luke? The scores are, Amber's got four and we've got three. So basically we need to answer the same thing and we both need to be right in order for her not to yep. win. If, 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 if you get it right and I get it wrong, it's a, it's a draw between okay, you two. We can two. make it a three-way draw again, right? It, we can make it a two-way draw. Between her and one of us. Or it's, it's going to be a two-way draw between Amber and one of us yeah. or between us. That's what's going to happen. Well, no, because or it will be because if we no, both get one, that's what's going to happen. It's definitely what's going to no, happen. No, or it's a three-way draw. No, because if she's on four, three, three, yes, and we get if <laughs> she's right. on four. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's either a three-way draw again, and then we have to do another episode. Okay. <laughs> it's never I haven't prepared another story. <laughs> I haven't got another story to uh, tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or it's a two-way draw. I'm gonna. You know what? I might actually just lose this on purpose because I don't have any story that's true or false to tell off straight away. And if I do, then you'll know straight away that it's true. true okay. Or we can just save it for another episode. Okay. Uh, you think it's bollocks? I think it's not true. I think that uh, the whole thing sounds fabricated because all of the things around it, uh, that there's no supporting evidence around it at all. Like None of the events <laughs> are true. It's all clearly a lie. I think it's a lie because it, it, going by the way that she tells her true story, and the way that she tells her her fake stories, it sounded like it was. Uh, 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 I'm going to go fake as well. And also that that point that the last time you lied, it was basically the same story. <laughs> <laughs> I applied to do some wacky performance. <laughs> um, so uh, it's true. Get out of here. I'm done with this oh podcast. She's, she's so taking it away. What is it? 533? Yeah, she got Jesus. two points and we got nothing. Uh, oh my it was goodness. completely true. Right, you gotta, you got to explain a little bit about that Okay, now. so I was at Jacques Lecoq and we had to do a... Um, that's, that's an acting school. It's an acting school. And we had to do a piece of... For the end of our first year, we do a, a piece of theatre. We ended up doing it about... Uh, rats and like insects but we had we experimented in different ideas and one of them was sort of like the underbelly of Paris so me and my friend Cassandra we went to that 
uh, lap dancing club, yeah. went in, there was this very stern woman who basically just, she didn't ask anything. Can you dance? Can you take off your clothes? She made it clear you don't have to have sex with anyone. But all she wanted was like, you chat to people and the minute they say, can I get you a drink? You order a bottle of champagne. And all they want is the minute that a guy comes in, sits down, is you get their money and then they don't care whether you take your clothes off, whether you're thin or fat or whatever, because that's all she wanted us mm, to do. Like, mm. can you do that? We said yes. And then obviously I was like, this is just, it was horrible and seedy and really nasty and yeah. just kind of felt scary. And I just thought, I, my, and my friend had actually worked in this industry and so oh. was not as afraid as me but I was like I don't want to do this it's too horrible and in, and in the end the play actually never happened it, well I mean we didn't do that we did something different you just I mean, did another oh. idea you did the insect idea we did the insects yeah we, <laughs> we, we went with insects and pigeons all right wow but I, I learned as well because you know my true stories too much detail and the fake story, also too much detail because I'd researched it too much. And this one, I was like, I cannot remember much about it. <laughs> it will be perfect. She's so she's too good, Paul. I learned from my mistakes. I'm, I'm never coming on this podcast again. Listeners of Luke's English Podcast, it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> for Nonsense. you to have me on the podcast. And uh, uh, this is my final goodbye. So it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, What a bad loser he is. You <laughs> can't take I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not coming on here to be humiliated every time I come on here. No, I lost last time. <laughs> I totally lost last time. <laughs> uh, you can find me at my own podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Paul does have a uh, podcast. I don't know if that's been mentioned on this. Is uh, it sponsored before. by Audible? No, it's not. No, there are no sponsors at this. Oh. I don't. If only it was like your podcast. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, well done. Audible. You dropped in a little <laughs> moment. Thank you, Amber, for <laughs> mentioning the fact that this podcast is sponsored by audible.com. They can now go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash audible, and that'll take them to the right place. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's an easier URL yeah. to deal with. But yours is as yet not sponsored by tell Audible. Us just tell a, us about your podcast. Tell us about your podcast, Paul. Oh, it's just, uh, it's just my podcast. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Becoming a Comedian. Uh, I do it in French and in English, and it's just uh, about me and my life uh, post-Apple, uh, post-real-world job, and trying to uh, make some money. And I just talk about the different stages, experiences, that I've just different stories that have happened mm. to me throughout the weeks. So I, I do it every time something interesting has happened. So I haven't done it in the last couple of weeks because nothing's interesting. I'm going to do one soon. Uh, and yeah. And you guys, I'd love to have you guys on at some stage to chat about just comedy in general and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and uh, be, like becoming stand-up comedians since we're all, uh, you know, at the, at the level where we're just getting started and, mm. and uh, seeing what it's like in Paris. So yeah, you can, uh, if you're interested and uh, I won't how, be... How do people find it? Uh, you can go to paultaylorcomedy.com, uh, paultaylorcomedy.com, that's Taylor with a Y, comedy with a Y, uh, and there's a little podcast um, option on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can click, or you can find it on iTunes as well. And you do like one episode in English, and then you record that same episode in French, and yeah. you basically say the same things. Yeah. But if you're only interested in the English ones, then they're all there. Yeah. But if you want to do both English and French, you can listen to the English one and the French one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I listen to it in French sometimes, just uh, for practice of, of li- for listening in yeah, French. Yeah, I tend to record the French one. I used to record the English one, then the French one. Mm. But now I'm doing it the other way around, just because... Once I've recorded the English one, I really don't feel like telling the same story again in French. Whereas really? if I say it in French first, I'm fine saying it in English. That's mm. odd. Just 
because it's my second language, it's easier to to get that out the way first. It's right. more tiring. Same reason why Sebastian Marx does his one hour French show first. Yeah. And then back to back, then he does his English show Is afterwards. That why? Yeah. Because it's I, easier I going why. in English. Yeah, it's easier doing a di- more difficult language first. Yeah. Because that takes up more energy. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the it's, 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 yeah. You yeah, can relax. Like hard work's done. You can just relax and stretch yeah. out a little bit more in your first language than in your, in your second language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I, I think I might start doing it differently because I got a, a guy came up to me the other day at a comedy show and he was like, oh, I, I listened to your podcast. Uh, you're Paul Taylor, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I really enjoyed how you t- tell us like the different uh, stages that you've been on in Paris. So I think for the French one, I might consider it more like a, not like tips for new comedians, but kind of like that for mm. like new people who are starting in French. Like here are the open mics. Here's yeah. what you should do. More yeah. of a tips thing. Whereas the English one really is for like th- my friends and family yeah, who want to know what what's like what what my life is like after. It might yeah. make it more interesting as well for you. Yeah, like if they've kind of got a slightly different yeah, yeah. Uh, approach because they'll have a different audience as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Okay. Great. So if, if people want to listen to the podcast, they can do that. PaulTaylorComedy.com. Um, or they can find uh, Paul Taylor Becoming a Comedian on iTunes or other podcasting services like that. Uh, pleasure to have you guys in the in the flat again doing this podcast. Uh, congratulations, Amber. You won <laughs> fair and square, I think. Again. Again. I didn't win last time. No, but you, I don't know, for some reason... Good at quizzes. I lead a very, very sheltered, boring life. You know, the day that I win one of these, <laughs> I'm bringing champagne, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. get shit faced. Let's Justice do it. For <laughs> Let's do that. I'd love to do that. Do you guys have any plans for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going to Costa Rica. Oh, Costa Rica. Wow. Yeah. Hello. Hello. With How come? Because uh, I have a really, really good friend who lives in Costa Rica and who listens to podcasts. I think this is a lie. Can I just say, <laughs> I, I'm going to get the point. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be flatmates and um, nice. he is how I met Nico and I was going to go to his wedding, but I was like eight months pregnant and I couldn't fly to Costa Rica. So we missed the wedding and he's got a little baby too. So we're going to go for Christmas before Hugo turns two and we have to buy him a plane ticket because it'll be too expensive. Oh, is it free? Yeah, because he sits two. on my lap. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And afterwards, it's going to be too expensive. And then we get to stay with them and it should be really fun and it'll be That's summer. That's cool. Wow. I look forward to hearing about that. Okay. Okay. Back. What are you up to? Uh, going back to my parents' place. Nice. And, you know, family Christmas. Christelle going with you or is she hanging out with her She's family? coming. She's coming okay. with us. Uh, and um, so we're just going to hang out with the family, have the turkey, you know, the Christmas oh, meal. We're going to be... This is a podcast because I've spent Christmas with so many different people's families and every family has its rituals and, and routines and they all think that that's just the way. But yeah. I know, because I've been to so many different people's, that they're all crazy. <laughs> really interesting, like what people do for Christmas. Like every single one is kind of There's, Because it's all like about ritual and tradition, yeah. but everyone's family's rituals and traditions are different. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Ah, that is interesting. What about you, Paul? Uh, I'm staying in Paris. I for the first Christmas ever, me and Addy are just going to hang out together. Yeah, because uh, it's always either I've gone home to England to see my uh, my parents. Yeah, or um, like my mum's come here, so my mum's been around the flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for once, it's uh, just going to be me and we'll go see we'll go see her grandmother for Christmas Day. Yeah, and then we'll just chill out. She's taking a week off work, so we'll just uh, hang out and watch. Love Actually, uh, and other Christmassy films. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Yeah, and get sounds, drunk. sounds really good. Uh, I don't know if uh, we will get a chance to do another one of these before Christmas. Uh, well, there's no rematch now, so that's it. And I'm not coming back, Ooh, so... Amber conclusively won that. 
Yeah, but only only because you didn't want to believe that that pretty shady story. You thought better of me. Yeah, I thought there's no way Amber would go and become you, a lap dancer. In the end, it was right you didn't. Of course, I but didn't. you did go for the interview. Which, I did. Uh, which but you thought better of me, and that just shows your integrity. And actually, Paul, had you not played strategically, I would have won. You would have won. So you're still a winner. No, I'm not. I'm I like, I like <laughs> the way I'm more of a loser. <laughs> I like the way every time we play one of these games at the end, someone manages to like twist it round so that someone else actually won. No. So actually, Paul, here's no. What happened is Amber destroyed us, uh, and uh, I lost. Well, did no because we're both on. Th- no, I lost. I clearly lost. I was the least amount of points. Yeah, you so got the, four. The, the end result five four three. Uh, uh, the end result was yeah that uh, Paul you got three I got four and Amber got two. Okay, three, the next four, five, the six. next quiz game match you you choose it. I've yeah, got choose. an idea. I've got an idea for your neck for the next line yeah, game. Go on. Okay, I was going to tell it to you uh, uh, earlier on, but I thought I'll wait for, to the end. That at the next at next point, what we have to do is we have to we say just the sentence yeah. like here's a sentence, and we have to ask your listeners to ask their questions that they would ask oh, and yeah. then the episode that we record is only their questions we're only allowed to ask their questions that's a great idea uh, and then a good idea. we do the same thing but it's their questions and mm. not ours so wh- uh, how would we actually do that we- it would have to be towards the end of an, like uh, we, we would have had to prepare a I think statement. at the end of a podcast well maybe we can think about them we can pause it for a while and you can put it on at the end yes. and then your listeners have to write questions for the three of us like to Paul these are the questions I would ask to Amber these are the questions and then and then uh, we only use those questions that have been sent in by listeners uh, and then we could leave it open for the listeners to decide whether they think it's after true or false listened, after the, it's true or false exactly yeah it's totally open the open lying game mm-hmm. yeah that's a great idea do you could you think of a sentence right now? Do you think if I pause this? In, yeah, in a couple yeah. of minutes I could come yeah. up with one. Okay, I'm going to pause it. Then we can say our sentences, and then we'll call it a day on this episode. Cool. All right, then I'm going to pause it right now. Okay, everybody, we've um, we've had a little think, and we've come up with a few new statements, and uh, I'm just going to share them with you now. Uh, Paul is is making another cup of tea, which is a fantastic uh, idea. Uh, so basically, here are the rules for this this new version of the Lion Game that we'll do next time. So uh, Paul, Amber, and me have all thought of new statements. We're going to say them to you now, and just that, just those statements. Okay, and then uh, what you do is you think of questions that you would like us to ask um, each other about those stories. So think, listen to these statements. Think of some questions that you would ask. Okay, and write your questions in the comments section of this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Okay, um, and then uh, when we get together again to play the the next game, we will ask each other the questions that you have sent in via the comments section. Okay, uh, and then you'll you'll listen to that episode. You'll listen to all the questions and the answers, and then it will be up to you again to decide if you think those things are true or not true. And then you'll have to wait till the following episode to discover if you were right or if you were wrong. The person who uh, convinces the most people um, by percentage to get the wrong answer, that person will win. We'll come to that in the future when we get to it. But right now, just listen to these statements and I'd like you to decide if... uh, No, I'd like you to just think of questions, okay? So think in your mind lots of questions. This is where you become Inspector uh, Columbo and uh, you just get to ask lots of questions. Okay, so I'm going to go first. And so here is my statement. And my statement is that I accidentally knocked down a wall in a friend's house in Japan. Okay, 
So I don't know if it's necessary to just add a detail, but uh, I knocked down a wall. So that means that I was responsible for damage to someone's apartment in, at a friend's house in Japan. And I, I actually damaged one of the walls to the point where the wall actually came, it, it, it fell, okay, from, from its original position. I don't think it's, in, it's, no, it's necessary okay. to give that detail. So I accidentally knocked down a wall in a friend's house in Japan. Okay, that's my statement. Now, Paul, it's, uh, it's your turn to give your statement. Okay. He's got his cup of tea ready. Here it is. So my statement uh, is that uh, I used to get bullied by Guy Berryman, who is the bassist of the band Coldplay. Uh, he is the bass player of the band Coldplay. His name is Guy Berryman, and uh, he used to bully me at school. That is my statement. Okay, it's pretty clear. Guy Berryman. How do you spell Berryman? Uh, B-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. So B-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. M-A-N. Okay, great. Hmm. He used to get bullied by Guy Berryman, who now is the bass player from Coldplay. Yeah. Okay, then. And Amber? Um, I helped... In the making of the film, Something's Gotta Give, with Keanu Reeves, Diane Keaton, and Jack Nicholson. You helped in the making of the film, Something's Got to Give, starring Keanu Reeves, Jack Nicholson, and... Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Okay, you, you helped. Yeah. Okay, great. So, I accidentally knocked down a wall in a friend's house in Japan. Paul used to get bullied by Guy Berryman, the bass player from Coldplay, and Amber helped in the making of the film... Something's Got to Give yep. with Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton, and who was the other one? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Okay, that's it. So, ladies and gents, think about your questions. You've heard us playing this game before. You know the kind of questions you should be asking. Think of your questions and, and write them uh, on the uh, page for this episode. All right? I can't wait to see what questions they come up with. Let's see how on the ball my listeners are. Let's see how good their detective skills are. We're looking for really incisive questions or any questions that you think would be necessary in order to establish whether this was true or not. Your questions will be, will probably be put to us uh, in the next episode uh, of The Lion Game. Okay, guys? Yeah. Looking forward to this? Definitely. Very much so. Okay. All right. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Speak to you all again soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.